Buts, 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 buts. Okay, check it. That was just my level check right there. My <laughs> levels were a little bit too high, so if I just said buts, 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 it would. I could see what my levels were. They were a little too high. And so now people are like, ah, he just yelled butts in my <laughs> he ear. He yelled butts at me. Why? Ah. <sighs> going crazy today apparently i've had a week let me tell you <laughs> i'm going a little crazy aren't we I all guess so the world is crazy welcome it to is the FBI. i almost said two broke geeks i don't even know what show we're recording welcome to the <laughs> fbi's most unwanted i'm matt i'm justin and you lied to me about this this one i completely forgot what this episode was uh i thought this was a different episode than what it turned out i was going based simply on the title so now i can't remember what the episode i was thinking of is actually titled so probably called like teeth or something along yeah, those lines i thought this was the episode with like the sexy vampire that Mulder like well i'm gonna have to remember what one that one is this is a completely different one um and i actually did something weird this week i watched the episode and i didn't take any notes because what ended up happening is this episode even though, uh, spoiler, uh, spoiler alert for the end of the episode, I actually kind of dig this one. It's also actually really simple, so I just watched it like an hour and a half ago, and I can remember the whole thing just because the plot is fairly simple. So this episode... It's extremely simple. Like, I was like, I'm like, oh, this seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> it really is. It's a pretty straightforward... I mean, it is a... Um, I'm not sure. I'm looking at uh, the Wikipedia page, and it doesn't seem to say when it was written in relation to the rest of the series. But my assumption is perhaps uh, based on how little Jillian uh, Anderson appears in the episode. My guess is this was just one to kind of be a placeholder before... Uh, to be one of the placeholders before she left for her maternity leave. Makes sense. So I feel almost... Because they did have to rewrite most of the series, or most of the... Not most of the series, but most of the season after um, she became pregnant. So I, I almost feel like maybe this one was like, oh shit, we have to kind of figure out what to do to have an episode but also uh, account for the fact that she can't be in it much and we've got to write it in a hurry you know what yeah. i mean um still uh i'm looking here uh it did fairly well amongst critics and it got a pretty good nielsen rating so a lot of folks tuned into this one 
Um, so even if it did get written on the fly, it ended up turning out all right. And uh, that may have something to do with the fact that it was a story by Darren Morgan, who we talked about uh, in the episode The Host, because Darren Morgan played the fluke man. He came up with the story on this one. And then the teleplay was by Glenn Morgan and James Wong. And it was directed by David Nutter. So it had a uh, it had all of the best people from the series working on this one episode. Even if it's not like top tier, it still explains why if it was written hastily, it came out as well as it did. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, um, from the, I, I this the only thing that made me think of because the opening shot is the guy working at the postal mm-hmm. service. Yep. And I put two things came to mind. One was immediately like, oh, Matt's gonna this is gonna give Matt like PTSD <laughs> of some sort. So, but also the guy they kind of focus on, he kind of looks like the magician we saw in Vegas. A little bit like Matt King. Uh, yeah, Matt mm-hmm. King, that's he his name. Little, I couldn't remember. Yeah, William it. Sanderson is the actor, and he does bear a, a slight resemblance to Matt King. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, well, like when he first, the first line out of his mouth when he says, There's blood, I'm like, Is that, that Matt King? Because <laughs> it did, like, I don't know, it just had that same kind of like a tone. Bit. Um, the, the funny thing, um, in that opening scene, the, the only thing I really noticed was. None of those letters had stamps on them. <laughs> I was like, uh, they're sorting mail that doesn't have stamps. <laughs> so it's all well, going to be like, returned confused, to sender. Like, well, what's with, well, uh, like, so I'm assuming that, the, like, I'm going to be weird about this one because I was way more into, like, some of the stuff around the back, around the, in the background. Mm-hmm. So the machine he was using, where he's just punching a bunch of numbers, is that just, like, I'm assuming that is like like destination. I believe wise, it's zip codes. None of those numbers. I ma- believe it was all destination oh, zip codes. Oh, zip yeah. codes. Okay, that makes sense because I'm like none of those numbers match to the majority of what's on the paper. Right. I or maybe they're not zip codes. Maybe they were some other sort of. I'm I'm not entirely sure. I don't even think it's done that way anymore. I think that's an outdated position i think it's even more automated than that these days um so yeah we'll just dive right into it since we're talking about it uh this episode is set entirely in a small town uh called franklin pennsylvania uh it's actually a very small town according to the 28 i'm looking at it real quick right here on wikipedia that the population was 6078 people in the 2018 census so back in the 90s it was probably even fewer um and it is it's a mail sorting facility and we meet this character uh edward funch who is uh told you know first he cuts his finger and that's where the episode of the title there's blood yeah, he gets a paper cut and, he's, and that's sort of we'll get into it but i i think the title blood is actually a little misleading because we do find out that this it character is. um ed is afraid of blood he has uh hematophobia but i think phobia almost would have been a better name for this episode because as we dive into it we learn that all of these people involved have like some great big fear of something and that's what causes or even like or even like something as simple as like subliminal 
just called mm-hmm. like call like subliminal mm-hmm. or something like that because that's that seems to be between it's definitely this as we dig into this, this whole thing revolves around not only just people's phobias but definitely the idea of subliminal messaging yep, yep. so uh yeah ed gets told you know he's going to be laid off and but he gets to finish out the week and so he goes back to his machine that that machine that justin was just talking about where he's punching in the numbers and all of a sudden the machine starts displaying the words kill them all kill them all kill them now <laughs> which all i can think of is um I, I I don't know if you ever saw me with this shirt, but I, it was a uh, my dad and I went to a hate breed show, and I got like a a shirt that was like I think it was kill it said kill them all on it or that was a Metallica thing it was a cross between I think isn't there a Metallica album called Kill Em All or something like that I could be wrong. maybe I might be I might have this backwards maybe. um you know what it because I bought yeah. you know what it kind of reminded me of it reminded me of the part in American Psycho where Patrick goes to the ATM and it tells him feed me a stray cat. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was, yeah, I had it backwards. Yeah, it was a Kill 'Em All uh, album cover album from from uh, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember getting a version of it that was like a hate breed cover, and I forget. I was like probably something ridiculous or fuck 'em all, probably or one, yeah. one of those kind of things. But yeah, but that's all I could think of was like heavy yeah, metal. It's, there's some. Uh... Yeah, because that keeps coming up throughout the episode because then, you know, the opening credits happen after Ed sees Kill 'em All on his machine. And then we go to this civic center where there's a dude, he's in a crowded elevator, and the elevator screen starts saying, you know, no air, can't breathe. Can't breathe. And we, we start kind of figuring out that this dude in the elevator is claustrophobic. And um, then finally the elevator says kill them all and that's when we cut to uh Mulder he's arriving and it looks like a massacre's happened because there's bodies everywhere and the sheriff is like oh man I'm so glad you're here the the suspect murdered four people with his bare hands uh and then ran out and committed suicide by cop you know, shot by the security guard. And this has happened seven times. 22 people are dead and it's all happened in the past six months. So we're in way over our heads. We have no idea what's going on. And that's when Mulder notices inside the elevator that the screen was busted. And he goes, you know, did this screen get busted during the event? And the sheriff's like, well, I'll find out. And then he goes out and he looks at the dead guy and the dead guy has green residue on his fingers and that's when, like I said, uh, Scully's not in this episode much, but Scully reads Mulder's initial report, kind of getting his immediate ideas and telling her about um, the destroyed electronic devices because he starts finding out about destroyed electronic devices at every killing and, you know, uh, he says something about, you know, mass hysteria is usually associated with extraterrestrial abductions and Scully's like I'm wonder I was wondering when you would get to that and then he <laughs> immediately follows it up with but I don't see any evidence of that here. Um meanwhile, uh Bonnie McRoberts, uh by the way, this woman was an adult film star, uh real name Ashlyn Greer, <laughs> guest starring in this episode. 
um, she goes to um, this woman, Bonnie McRoberts in Franklin, goes to pick up her car from the repair shop. And, you know, she's afraid to get near the guy. His, uh, the sketchiest garage I've ever seen in my life. He's worked. It was everything about this garage was I'm like, yeah, like even I, I was looking at him like, yeah. I would run away too. All he is is backlit and that's it. It's like you can tell she's afraid of being raped and it's like, no kidding. Look at this garage. And he keeps going, come over here. Come stand next to me. I got something to show I you. Need you to sh- I need to show you something. <laughs> uh, so she goes over to him and he starts running the diagnostic machine on her car, like pointing to, you know, you see this here on the diag, and the machine starts telling her he's a liar. He's lying to you. He's going to rape you. He's going to kill you. Kill him first. And so she does. Kill them all. Uh, kill them all. Kill them all. That's, oh, it. There we go. There's another one. Kill them. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. <laughs> Kill them, Henry. I don't know, Kill them all. <laughs> Why am I blanking on like what that's from? That's it. That's from it. That is it. Henry. Yeah. See, it's been yeah. so long since I've seen the original. Henry, that, well, it's in both of them, actually. The The first one, uh, Pennywise says that to oh! Henry when he's in kills, the asylum. Before he kills his dad. It's, it's, yeah, it's on the TV when he, kill, when he kills his dad. But yeah. in the, in the um, miniseries one with Tim Curry, it's when he's the moon and Henry's in the asylum and Pennywise is the moon. And Pennywise says, I need you to go back to Derry and kill them for me, Henry. Kill them all. God, I need to revisit those. I need to revisit it's those. It's the miniseries. I'll always have a soft spot for it, but it, it's hard to sit through. It's not great. Well, it's yeah. not great. Um, so anyway, uh, Bonnie kills the mechanic. And uh, the next morning, um, Mulder is there with the sheriff and yeah some other guy winters mr winters who's like the town mayor or the town i didn't quite get what i have no idea what his yeah, role he, is they didn't really explain yeah it very he was well. a i guess i'm gonna call him the mayor i guess um and he's like well what is it a copycat and Mulder realizes that the car was there because she had smashed all the instruments on the dashboard. Um, and he's like, nope, it's not a copycat. It is, it's connected. So they go to her house and they're, you know, Spencer, uh, Sheriff Spencer and Mulder. And they're questioning her. And her microwave tells her that, you know, he knows. And so she tries to stab Mulder and Sheriff Spencer shoots her. So... Uh, they bring the this woman's body to Scully, and uh, Scully performs an autopsy. Again, hardly in the scene. You get like some shots of her face and everything because she must have been very, very, very pregnant at this point. Um, and she finds uh, evidence of like heightened fear, like high levels of adrenaline and stuff like that. And some unknown substance that they also found on the elevator killer. And she says that this substance combined with uh, other uh, naturally produced body chemicals like adrenaline produces uh, 
an LSD-like reaction, you know, causing hallucinations. So, uh, while Mulder and Scully are doing that, Ed Funch that we met in the beginning, he becomes more psychotic. Like, he goes to the ATM and the ATM tells him to grab a security guard's gun and start shooting people. So he smashes the ATM. He goes to a department store trying to get a new job and he's told there's, you know, no vacant positions and TVs start flashing violent images at him like Charles Manson and riots and if, or yeah, it's a very similar to a the part of a film, uh, Clockwork Orange. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep, um, that's the scene. That's the the famous scene where they strap him to the chair and put the thing to hold his eye open, right? Yeah, to like to like as, again, it's the subliminal messaging mm-hmm. of like you show either p- passive or aggressive, uh, thus will cause a passive or aggressive response. Yep. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Clockwork Orange all the way through. I think I've seen like half of it. I've seen it once and it's a conversation for another <laughs> day, but I've seen it once and that is all I Yeah, need. I didn't enjoy the part I saw, to be honest. Yeah, so. I think I know the part you're talking about too. Probably, yeah. Um, well, is, it, is he, is he is Michael, Malcolm McDowell singing? Maybe. It's been a long time. Yeah, all right. There are some movies that you only need to see once. I saw Requiem for a Dream beginning to end one time, and that was more than enough times to see that movie. Believe me. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, uh, you know, while all this stuff is going on with Ed. Blood is associated in some way with each incident. Like, you know, a a volunteer asks him to become a blood donor. And then he sees all the violent images and buys a gun. He buys, like, a rifle. Um, He gets a a straight-up sniper. He has a sniper rifle. Oh, pretty much, yeah. It's it's not quite, like, military-grade sniper rifle, but it is a very high-end hunting rifle. Like, hunting, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, somewhere in here, Mulder goes to visit the lone gunman, who... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just creepier and creepier. Uh, Well, it's mostly Frohickey who's really creepy, because at one point he goes, Oh, where's that partner of yours? She's a real real dish or something. You know, and then, um, anyway... Basically the equivalent of today calling someone a snack. Oh, basically, yeah. Um, so basically, while he's visiting the lone gunman and Frohickey is, like, perving out over Scully, uh, Langley and Byers expl- – because – oh, by the way, i, I got to back up. Mulder goes to see them because while he's out for a jog, he notices um, some people throwing chemicals on uh, – the ground to kill bugs and these bugs are like a pest in the area that is destroying the crops the town really depends on growing cherries and a couple other uh, fruits and vegetables for their income so he brings this this pest to the 
to the lone gunman and Langley and Byers discover that they had originally tried apparently irradiating these bugs so they couldn't breed, but that must not have stopped them. And then tell Mulder about this other chemical called LSDM, which is a like a variant of LSD that was uh, this experimental insecticide that they could spray on plants and when the bugs landed on the plants would make them uh, feel fear and leave. Um, <clears throat> and they say to Mulder, you know, they could be using this. So Mulder asks to borrow Fro Hickey's night vision goggles and Fro Hickey's like, only if you give me Scully's number. <laughs> oh God. And so Mulder goes out into the fields because he, he thinks, okay, maybe if they're spraying these crops with this LSDM, they're doing it at night in secret. And it turns out he's right. And while he's out in the fields, he gets straight up crop dusted and not in the fart way, but might as well have been the fart way. I mean, it pretty much looked like yeah. it. Uh, they use the same effect that they use where like someone passing gas and there's something wrong, like really wrong with it. And it's like the green mist. <laughs> it looked like a cartoon fart. It really did. I was just like, um, what just happened? And so he's, you know, next morning he's being uh, checked out in the hospital and the sheriff is there. And this Mr. Winters guy who is the mayor, I guess I'm going to call him the mayor. He's there and he has to be some sort of politician. Yeah. Like, and, and Mulder's basically I like think he is the mayor because because this whole next sequence is basically yelling at Winters, like, why are you spraying this mm -hmm. stuff? Like, and, and Winters being like, this is my town. I wouldn't poison my people. And Mulder's like, yeah, okay, except, you know, here's all the evidence that you are. Why, you know, what are you doing? And finally he goes, I was told it was safe. And this town depends on those crops. And the, we couldn't get rid of the bugs. They were destroying the crops. And th that would destroy the town. And Mulder's like, the town is being destroyed anyway. 23 people have died already. And uh, he's like, well, I was told it was safe. And he leaves. And... Um, Scully goes, uh, Mulder, by the way, uh, I hate to agree with him, but based on your blood tests, I can't see any evidence of the, this chemical you're talking about. And he goes, but you found some kind of weird chemical in, in Bonnie's autopsy. And she says, yeah. And that's when Mulder looks up at the TV and he sees, uh, the words, do it, do it now, uh, do it now. Arr, Put the cookie uh, down. Now. Put the cookie down. And that's when he comes up with, he's like, what if uh, this chemical helps people see subliminal messages, does something to their brain that they can see the subliminal messages and trigger their phobias because... Like, the guy in the elevator was a claustrophobic, and Bonnie's husband said she had a phobia about being raped, and um, 
one other guy he mentioned something like that and he goes plus it could be coming through the that would explain why all the electronics are being smashed because the messages are coming from the electronics and scully's like subliminal messaging is not a real thing and Mulder's like yes it is Cla- classic Mulder Scully banter. Except it's really no, it short yes, because she's really her part is really cut down, and so she's barely there. Um, yeah. So uh, eventually, the sheriff gets this Mister Winters to agree to uh, this plan to have the whole community blood tested for this chemical. Under the guise of a study for cholesterol, you know, cholesterol levels, they're like the the city of Franklin has been selected by the U.S. government for an important cholesterol study. And they start running ads on the TV, which uh, triggers Ed Funch because he's home watching TV and he's like, oh, God, someone is they're going to take my blood. Ah!" And he freaks out and grabs his gun. He's going to go. He has gets a message on his oh, the the testers come to his house and he has the message on his little electrical mm-hmm. watch on his watch and on a couple other things and and that's when it just starts saying blood 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 which I, yeah. I guess is where they got the name of the again I still think the name of the episode is wrong even though this guy is it really is super like, afraid of yeah. blood um so he goes uh to go on his shooting spree and meanwhile Mulder and Scully show up not long after he's gone because he's on the list of being like one of the only people in town that hasn't been tested yet but when they get to his house they find all his smashed electronics and including the doorbell including the doorbell which i mean that dude would be really have a really hard time if he had a smart doorbell like now uh, with like ring or nest or something. Um, and they find his empty rifle case and all of a sudden Mulder comes to the conclusion, oh, he's afraid of blood, uh, afraid of the tester. The tester came to his house and it scared him and now he's uh, going to kill people because of blood the reason he goes to kill people doesn't quite yeah, make sense it's a very weird thing um anyway ed uh one of my favorite scenes you want to talk about some exquisite acting is when he when ed is on the bus and he somehow realizes they're going to catch him on the bus if he goes to the next stop and so he's going to get out at a different stop and he yells at the bus driver <gasps> Just like <laughs> he goes ballistic. Stop that! Which honestly sounds like me. It sounds like me in most social uh, interactions these days. <laughs> if there's too many people, six feet back off your closet. Six feet now. Oh shit! Um, and so. Ed gets off the bus and he's at this blood drive or this, not a blood drive, like a testing facility where they're going to be doing the blood tests. And he gets to the top of the clock tower and just starts shooting and shooting and shooting. This whole scene is just nuts of him up in the tower, like freaking out. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, Mulder gets to the top of the tower and he's like, you got to stop. Either you're going to shoot me. He hurts himself on the way up. Yeah. Because this, because this part got a little weird for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets to the top and then, like, he has, like, a showdown. It's like, one of us, you can put it down. We can talk about it. He's like, no, they're, they're going to kill me anyway. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. And then he sees, like, Mulder's arm, which is bleeding through, uh, like, his shirt. Oh, because he, he got... freaks out and, like... He pulled a stitch, right? Because he had the, the cut on his arm from when Bonnie tried yeah. to stab him, but he blocked it with his arm. So, somehow... Yeah, and then he, like, hit a step when he mm-hmm. fell, and it, like, opened the stitch up. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, the, the point is he manages to overpower Ed Funch, and Funch gets taken away, apparently, you know, presumably to be uh, given some kind of antidote or whatever. And so Mulder goes to see Scully, and I, I kind of like the way this episode ends uh, because it, it leaves it really open to what the hell happened here. Because Mulder's cell phone, uh, as he's calling Scully, he looks down at the screen and it just says, all done, bye-bye. And yeah, he, uh, you know, Scully's on the other end going, hello, Mulder, Mulder. But Mulder is just, you know, dumbstruck because he just saw this all done, bye-bye on his phone. And that's, that's the end. That's the episode. <laughs> Yeah, really simple, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely seems like they left it enough open ended. Like I'm, like I said, like I've, as we're watching this, I'm watching this for the first time, mm-hmm. so Matt knows already. But I'm very curious, like how if this plays into effect later on down the road mm-hmm. uh, with everything else. Um, well, it- overall, I, I I over I really like this mm-hmm. episode, but. I, I think the title was very misleading. Even if you didn't tell me that it was that like if they like, oh I think it's about vampires mm-hmm. and stuff. Like just seeing the title, I would have assumed that. As well as, even for it being so simple, I felt like a little part of the payoff uh, was a little lackluster. Ba- mm-hmm. Like with the whole he gets freaked out by Mulder's arm, and that's kind of what sets what finishes yeah. off. Um, I. On a letter grade, though, so I give us like an A minus. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm slightly lower than you. I'm at I'm at about a B plus, but I do think you know we've said it a bunch of times. This is super straightforward, very simple plot, and like I said at the beginning, I think that's maybe because it was written very quickly. I don't know that for a fact, but it seems like maybe it was. I'm just hypothesizing, but. There's kind of a because re- they show in the episode. Um, we kind of jumped over it a little bit because it wasn't super important to the plot. But like when Mulder goes to see the lone gunman, and they talk about how they used to spray DDT everywhere, and they show that old school oh, footage yeah. of them, you know, spraying women with d- women and children with. All the kids in the pool. To, to prove DDT was safe and everything. So um, the the secret crop dusting by night and everything. Um, and Mulder makes a, a, a point also in the episode when she's talking about why would they create a weapon 
to make people afraid. And uh, Mulder talks about, you know, uh, a population that's afraid is too afraid to see that, you know, too busy being afraid to see the truth or whatever. Plus, there could be some implications of like, um, now I'm thinking of similarity to the movie The Crazies, where they make everybody angry. Oh, yeah. Because the original idea of that was, you know, create this chemical that we can introduce into an enemy population so they'll tear themselves apart instead of us doing it. So there's, even though it's like a little bit sci-fi and a little teeny bit out of the realm of possibility, this is one of those episodes that also has like a tinge of real world horror, kind of like what are what's going on behind our back in like these secret lab experiments and stuff like that. So I like it. It's not like the best episode ever. It's certainly not the worst. It's B plus for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but definitely... There's definitely some minor sure. things, but I think overall, like, I enjoyed myself. I was like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. What are you right. going to do? All right. So, um, this episode did end up being a little short because there wasn't, like, a whole lot to talk about. But you will appreciate next week's episode because next week's episode has a very special guest star that you will recognize. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm not going to worry the surprise. Or worry the surprise. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about the surprise. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the surprise, but uh, next week's episode is pretty good. I do dig this one. Uh, it is called Sleepless, and it is the fourth episode of the second season, if you're keeping track. So that's everybody's homework for next week is Sleepless. Would it be Would it be safe to say that because of the name of the title, I can have a get. I have a wild, a weird, wild guess of who might be in it. You can try. Because I have an idea. Because I remember this is like during around the same times. Well, a lot of other shows, uh, more often than not, they would have with special guests if they have like a really, um, uh, like notable like special guest for like a mm-hmm. character. They'll usually somehow wrangle like have the episode kind of be sort of like that Uh, if i'm if you are thinking robert england then because nightmare on elm street uh no but damn it (laughs) think horror movies anyway and you might be able to figure it out well yeah that's mm -hmm. yeah yeah normally especially with horror films like i mean seeing um uh, Brad Dorif. I can't remember his Brad Dorif earlier. Yeah, like these shows always had like a lot of like horror characters mm-hmm. that would just show up. Yep. And this this is a horror actor. In fact, except for this episode, I'm trying to think. I know I've seen this actor in something else, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but. Uh, it's not coming to mind. All right. right. You'll like it though. You'll, and he, it's, it's a very interesting one. I think you're going to dig it. And I think everybody else is too. Hell yeah. Later everybody. Later.
The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks 